Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. I want to thank everyone for reviewing and rating the show, going to Facebook group and joining at facebook.com slash group slash photo taco. By the way, all of the uh, show notes for each episode from about two weeks ago on will have my contact information in there along with how to join the Facebook group and where you can find the show, uh, other details about the podcast. So check that out. Either going to the website, improvephotography.com, and finding the episode, or your podcaster, whatever that is, however you listen to the show, probably has a way for you to view some show notes, and you can see it that way too. Let's jump straight into today's topic, and when I tell you what it is, some of you are going to say, well, I don't need that, and want to move on, which is fair if you don't think you do, but I promise I will make it worth it if you'll stick with me, uh, even though today's episode is likely to be just a little bit longer I think it will be worth it. Today's topic comes from two Facebook listeners, two listeners on Facebook, not listening to Facebook, but two listeners of the podcast who on our Facebook group, Justin Gill asked me to do the episode on smart previews in Lightroom. And he asked, do we need them or not? I keep all my files on my desktop, so I don't think I need them. I just noticed my smart preview file is about 30 gigs. Yikes. Any thoughts on this? And Frank Bennett added, and after we've created those thousands of smart previews, should we delete them to save space? If so, how do we efficiently and safely get rid of them without corrupting the originals? Both great questions. I wasn't honestly too excited to talk about it because I really dismissed and given up on smart previews. Not because they can't be valuable, they can, but because I didn't think my own workflow could make use of them. But it's totally changed as I have researched this, getting ready to do this episode. I kind of dreaded it, but I'm so glad that I did because my workflow is going to change because of it. All right, so Lightroom 5, when it was released in 2013, Adobe announced a brand new feature that was part of the Lightroom 5 release called Smart Previews. And they sold it as kind of a, a solution to mobile. Uh, they were looking at their iOS app, an Android app, and another use case with people who use laptops and want to have their catalog with them, do some edits maybe on a plane, wherever they're traveling at, without having to carry with them three, four, five different hard drives where their photos might be strewn across. They wanted to solve that problem but also solve it for mobile devices, smartphones. You think about them, they're pretty constrained on CPU and on storage especially. These photos, these raw files especially are so huge. How do you solve this problem? How do you make it so that it's reasonable to see your catalog on a smartphone and to, to use your catalog and use Lightroom, actually use Lightroom, not just have previews, not just have thumbnails, but actually be able to use Lightroom when you don't actually want to have your raw files with you. And that's what smart previews are all about. So think of smart previews. I think the easiest way, because you, you probably have used Lightroom this way, it'll, it'll be the easiest to understand it. Think of smart previews as a very special type of an export out of Lightroom, okay? So one that's automated, one that is handled in a very special way. But what Lightroom is going to do when you build smart previews, it's doing an export, taking your raw file, converting it to a, a DNG, which is, of course, a very good, high-quality 
kind of file for doing it. It should have most of the attributes of your RAW as far as dynamic range and editing capabilities and so on. It's a DNG. It's kind of it's a little different than the normal DNG because it's going to downsize the image to 2540 pixels wide. That's the biggest they go is 2540. That's the makeup of a smart uh, smart preview. And one of the huge advantages out of the gate then is the the end file size. Even though so my camera's roughly twice that resolution. Um, the raw file is. So it's about half the file size in resolutions, half the resolution, 2560 pixels, 2540 pixels, but it's only about 2% of the size. So they're using some compression that they've obviously worked very, very hard on to make it so that you really almost can't tell the difference uh, for the most part as you're using smart previews. And, uh, and so you're saving a ton of storage space. More than that, though, and the way I'm going to talk about it is you're making Lightroom go faster. And we all want Lightroom to go faster, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you a tip on how you can leverage the power of smart previews, even if you don't fit into one of those use cases, even if you don't edit images on Lightroom on iOS or Android, and you don't edit images on a laptop on the go. There is a really important way you can leverage smart previews and make it work better. All right, so they're 2540 wide. Why 2540? Well, it was done in 2013, so that was really before 4K had come on strong. So 4K is much more popular now, along with 5K and iMac. So, but in 2013, really the biggest screen resolution at the time for the most part was 2560 wide. And if you think about mobile devices and you think about laptops, they were mostly 1080, so 1920 wide at the most. So 2560 actually made it so that you could probably, you could have a full, like your whole full screen monitor could show a smart preview image and it will look just like a raw file would. It would be no difference because it has the full resolution capability there. Uh, at 2540. So 2540, though, is not quite 2560, right? There's 20 pixels there that are different, but there's always that panel in Lightroom too on the right-hand side, right? So that will take up even more than 20 pixels. So anyway, I'm not sure. There's no documentation I can find or any technical detail about why they picked 2540. No one's really out there explaining that. I'm just guessing they kind of took into account the environment that we were in in 2013, and what kind of the, the basic needs would be and decided that 2540 is kind of the optimal size that these things should be at. So that's what they're at even today in 2016, they're still at 2540 wide. And I don't know of a way that you can change that. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I, nah, I don't think you can. Anyway, doesn't matter. 2540 is the default and I don't think you need anything bigger for how I'm going to explain that you should use them. All right, so I started looking into this and again, expecting to be like, uh, you know, it only fits a small use case. It's not something I plan to use. But I ran across the, another photographer in his blog, and he talked about where he had seen smart previews really enhance his culling process. And that was interesting to me. <laughs> that perked my ears up. That made it like, wait, 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 wait. Smart previews might be able to speed that up. Huh. That would be meaningful to me, even though I'm on a desktop, I have all my raw files fully accessible to me all the time. 
there's a reason I would use smart previews if it will help me improve the performance of calling. So remember I, I said smart previews are like a special export that it does. So it puts these files out in your catalog into onto your file system, wherever your catalog's at, it'll put these smart previews right there in the same spot. And they, it's like a special export, like I said. Well, because of that, because it's a special export, it adds time on the import process. When you're importing your photos, if you click the checkbox to build smart previews, guess what? You just added a whole bunch of time to your import process. A ton of time, in fact. My testing has shown it's about a second per image additional time on the import. And so that's a, a trade-off you're going to have to make. Do I care about having smart previews? That's why I originally turned them off. That's why a lot of people turn them off. That's what Justin was wondering about was, do I really need to keep these around? It's taking up room in my hard drive. It takes a lot more time on import. It doesn't seem like I'm getting any benefit. And Justin, you absolutely are not getting benefit unless you use a little trick I'm going to tell you about. If you're on a desktop, or any environment where Lightroom can get to the raw files, it will not use smart previews. I do, I've done some pretty exhaustive testing getting ready for this podcast episode, and as long as Lightroom can see those raw files, it won't use the smart previews, and you may as well not generate them. They're not helpful. Unless you're going to do one of those other use cases where you're going to disconnect your raw files from your computer at some point and take it yet on the road, or you're going to sync your collection out to Lightroom Mobile. That uses smart previews. That's what goes out to Lightroom Mobile is the smart preview, not your raw file. Of course not, it's something much smaller, which I'm sure you kind of realized or, or thought would be the case, but now you know kind of the specifics. It's the smart preview that it does. So if you're gonna sync a catalog uh, with Lightroom Mobile and you did not build smart previews, Every one of those files is going to generate a smart preview before it gets sent up. So all of your raw files are going to have smart previews built. The second that you click on the collection to have it be synced, all of the photos in that collection are going to build smart previews first and then sync to the cloud, which accounts for me. I've done this a few times. I've minimally kind of tested out Lightroom Mobile. Not an important part of my workflow at all. But uh, I've tested it out and it took forever. And now I kind of know part of why. I thought it was just my internet connection, but it's also because it has to go build smart previews. If you haven't done that already, it has to. You know, those use cases are there. And those are great use cases, especially if you are one that's gonna take them on the road, your laptop, and you're gonna want your catalog with you. If you store your images on an external drive, and then you can disconnect your drive and still do pretty much everything in Lightroom that you normally would do with the raw files there on the drive. You can go through the library and call. You can go to the develop module and do a lot of work there. And you, th there are some features, though, that are disabled. So the one that comes to mind first, since I use it a lot, is uh, either HD or panorama merges. And so if you do that for some reason and Adobe's decided that they can't do a good job, I guess, of doing those features without having the full raw file. Okay, whatever. They decided. I don't know. It seems to me like the image is still high enough quality. You could do a pretty good job of it, but whatever. That's fine. So the, that's a feature that's disabled. There's some others, I'm sure. I didn't look up what's enabled or disabled, but a huge bunch of Lightroom, a huge portion of Lightroom is available to you even without your RAW files because of the smart previews. 
So yeah, if that's the, if you are in fit in that use case, if you're doing that a lot, if you're going to take your laptop away from your home, away from your external drives, and you want to do work on your photos, smart previews are the biggest blessing ever. And something you've probably used heavily since it was released in 2013. Just doesn't fit my workflow. But here's the place where it does. And I mentioned it just a little bit ago, culling. All right, so here's what I did. Because this guy had said, this other photographer had said on his blog that it improved his culling process, I read through how. And he was doing exactly the same use case. He has a laptop, so his images are on an external hard drive. His raw images are connected, connected USB 3.0 external hard drive. And he discovered that if he built the smart previews and then he disconnected his hard drive, he could do culling way faster. The culling process, the, the process from moving from one photo to the next went significantly faster for him than it did with the hard drive plugged in and the raw files there. And he just stumbled across it. He, he just happened to have, you know, that he, he did that one day, wondered why it was that his culling was like so much faster. And he kind of put, put it together and was like, wow, I'm just going to keep doing that. That's awesome. So I had to test this. And I had to figure out how am I going to replicate this because I don't use that workflow. I don't use an external hard drive. All my hard drives are inside of a custom-built Windows PC. And so my culling process is uh, it has only to do with that. And I don't have a way to like unplug the drive. Well, you could. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't want to replicate it because that's not how I work. But I had an idea of how. But so I'll get through it. Let's let's go through kind of my testing scenario. I've done some heavy testing on this. First thing I did was I I had a photo shoot that I needed to process. Family photo shoot, family portraits. Uh, I hadn't even emptied the SD cards yet. So I, I did that first. And I decided to use my Mac on this instead of my Windows PC just to do some testing on a different platform and make it kind of a, I don't know, more real world scenario because my custom built Windows PC is got a lot of strange stuff to it that makes it not particularly, uh, <laughs> it's not a generic, let's say. It's just not a good use case. I used my 2015 13-inch Retina MacBook that uh, to, to do this testing. And I imported all of the photos to the drive first, manually, not, without light, not through Lightroom. Again, I've said this before, copying files from an SD card to the computer works way faster if you use Finder on Mac or Windows Explorer on Windows rather than going through Lightroom. So I copied it to the hard drive manually through Finder, and then I imported them into Lightroom. And I deliberately did not check smart previews because I wanted to see how, I wanted to get a baseline of what it's like to use Lightroom without smart previews. And so I imported them, it took way too long as usual, like really, come on Adobe, this, <laughs> this has to get faster, but whatever, you go get a drink, go stand up, we all need more time standing up anyway. Did that, walked around a little bit, came back, they're done. Imported in, and I wanted to just try out culling. I wanted to take a baseline of how long it took to run through the culling process. So culling, in case, you know, that's a word I've used a bunch and never defined. I hate it when photographers do that. Expect everyone to just kind of know what that is. Culling is simply the process of going through the photos and rejecting the ones that are terrible and kind of starring or rating the ones that you really liked so that when you go back, it's like a, a process you try to do as fast as you can right at the beginning of uh, working on them on your, on your post-processing on your computer. 
and then narrowing it down to the ones that are actually like keepers, the ones that deserve second, third, maybe even full edit looks to decide if they're going to make the cut and be get through. So culling, that's what that is. All right, so I wanted to, to do the culling process since that was the place where this other photographer said it got faster. And I've also read a lot about how supposedly culling goes faster in the library module rather than the develop module. And then you can kind of make it look a little bit similar to the develop module. That's one of the reasons I really hadn't used it that way was it defaults kind of to the grid where you have, I don't know, nine, 12, certain number, uh, more than one image showing at a time. But you can, in the library module, change the view so that it's a single picture being shown at once, kind of like it is in the develop module. And so I, I, but I'd heard that because it doesn't, Lightroom doesn't have to load up all the information about the sliders. It doesn't have to load up the individual pieces that make up the adjustments that you've made on the photo. Culling in the library module is much, much faster. So I decided I'm going to do that. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to take a baseline and then I'm going to compare with smart previews. So I, I had 560 photos in this shoot. My plan was I was going to start at the beginning, start at the first picture, far left side of the film strip in library module, and I'm just going to scroll through, hit the right arrow, and uh, scroll through every single one, waiting between each shot until the loading, loading message went away, which is also kind of corresponds to the calculating message that shows in the histogram in the upper right. As soon as when you go to load the photo in the library module and it's set on that mode to do one photo at a time to show to view one photo at a time, you get a loading message kind of in the bottom center of the image area and you get a calculating message in the upper right where the histogram is as it's reading the file and it's calculating the histogram and, and pulling out kind of the end result of whatever your adjustment sliders have been. And um, then both kind of go away at once, the loading message and the calculating message go away at once. And I'd wait until that was done on each photo. I started the far left, I started moving through and it was actually going pretty fast. I was probably less than a second or so. Well, fast enough, I wasn't actually counting yet because there wasn't a whole lot to count. It was just boom, boom, boom going. I thought, wow, this is actually better than I thought it would be in the library module. I, I do this, I tend to call in the develop module, not in the library module. Maybe that alone is going to be a way I should change my workflow. But then I got about 20 pictures in and everything ground to a halt. Now, I don't know if exactly 20, I didn't pay attention to exactly where it happened, but I clearly reached the limits of some kind of a cache inside of Lightroom. And now every photo that I hit the right button to it was at least a solid four seconds before the loading message and calculating message went away. Four seconds, wait, library mod, or hit the arrow, four seconds waiting, hit the arrow, four seconds waiting. My plan was to go through all 560 photos and find the time that it took to do that. But I was only a quarter of the way through and it had been 10 minutes. It had already been a long time. I thought, at this rate, it's gonna be at least 40 minutes to get through all of these photos. There's no point to doing this because the experience is staying exactly the same. After about 20 in, every single photo was four seconds for me to, to switch to the next one, which is too long for a culling process, especially if you wanna go back and forth and evaluate a couple of different of the exactly the same pose, the same shot, and you wanna get the right smile, the right eyes, whatever it is. 
that's just too long for these photos. So I decided I'm going to stop there. This is a good baseline. I kind of know what it's going to take. Now let's see what happens if I build smart previews. So you can do that after the fact without importing by going to the library menu and then previews and build smart previews. And then a, a little status bar appears in the upper left of Lightroom that shows you the progress on how it's going to do. And that took about nine minutes, just short of nine minutes in Lightroom to build smart previews on my 2015 13 inch MacBook Retina. Uh, it took about nine minutes to do 560 photos. So it's, it's getting close to about one second per image to build the smart previews. And so you can calculate, you know, you can add that time into your import process. That's why I know it took about one second because I tested this completely separate from import and it will add that much time to your import process. All right, so 10 minutes, nine minutes just to get the smart previews. Is that gonna be enough to compensate? Is that time gonna be enough to compensate and make it so that it'll go down? Now, the other key to it that the photographer had mentioned was as long as Lightroom has access to the raw files, it uses them. It doesn't use the smart previews. They do nothing for you if Lightroom has access to the raw files. So that's a really important thing to understand about these. As long as Lightroom can see the raw files, those smart previews are helping you at are not helping you at all. They are useless. They're just taking up space on your drive. Um, so you have to trick it into not seeing the raw files, which we'll talk about in one second. All right, so I decided though, I need to test that part of the theory. I need to make sure that the smart previews are not valuable if it can see the raw files. And so as soon as I the smart previews were done, up in the histogram in the right-hand side, just below that, it said, uh, at first it said just original. That's what was there. And that means that it's using the raw files. When the smart previews are built, it says original plus smart previews. So I knew that the smart previews were there for the image. And in case I would run into some kind of a cache thing where Lightroom, because I'd gone through the first part of the photo shoot, the left-hand side of the film strip, because I had started at the beginning there and was going through, I wanted to avoid a cache helping Lightroom with that. So I decided to jump to the end of the photo shoot, go to the right side of the film strip, start at the last photo there and go left, scroll left through them one at a time and see how it would do it. So I clicked on the last one. It took four seconds to load and it now still said original plus smart preview. Hit the left arrow, four seconds, left arrow, four seconds, left arrow, four seconds. It was extremely consistent. It was still a four second load time in the library module on the same machine. And it, so it, it didn't help anything to produce the smart, smart previews. All right, so at this point, what the photographer did that I was reading about through, he unplugged his external hard drive, make it so that Lightroom no longer could get to the raw files because the external hard drive was disconnected. So I decided the way to simulate that was I'll just go change the name of the folder that these photos are in. I copied the photos from the SD card to my hard drive, put them in a specific folder, and if I and then I imported it from that folder into Lightroom. So if I go rename that folder, Lightroom won't know where the raw files are anymore. There, I mean, if it was smart at all, it would figure that out, but, but it doesn't know. But I had to do it outside of Lightroom. I couldn't use Lightroom to change it. I had to go into Finder on Mac. If you're on Windows, you'd have to go through Windows Explorer and go change the folder name. So I did that. I just put temp. I added temp to the last of the folder name. 
And sure enough, go back in the Lightroom and it, boom, immediately, it already knows. I don't know where the RAW files are. It has that nice little question mark next to the folder. On the left-hand side of the library module, I can see that the folder name is there, but it's got a question mark. It doesn't know where it is. Something happened, it doesn't know where it is. It's because I changed the name. All right, so now, and the histogram, underneath the histogram, instead of saying original plus smart previews, it now just says smart preview. That's it. I thought, okay, that worked. I have now made it so Lightroom is, I'm forcing Lightroom to use smart previews for this instead of my raw files. I hit the left arrow, less than a second. Hit the left arrow, less than a second. Hit the left arrow, less than a second. My culling, my process to move from photo to photo increased four times faster. Now your mileage is going to vary, okay? There's lots of variables that can impact how long it's taking for your photo to load. There's lots of things. Your your photos may load faster in between. With the raw files, your, uh, your raw files may be smaller than mine. Your computer may be faster. Your mileage is going to vary. It's not going to mirror exactly what it is. So are you always going to get four times faster transition speed going from photo to photo? I don't know. Haven't done enough independent testing to see. It would be fascinating to have you all kind of try to do the same test and give me a results in the Facebook group if you have time and want to, want to waste a bunch of time doing that. I'd love to get more data. I'd love to get the details about kind of how big your files are, uh, you know, whatever information you're willing to provide. And if you're willing to do some of this testing, love to get some more data so that we can understand kind of what the actual impact is across all of them. But my own testing, my own experience has been, I increased the time it took to go between, I decreased, I should say, decreased the time by a factor of four. It was four times faster to go from photo to photo. And that's serious time. With these 560 photos, I could now actually go through all 560 in 10 minutes. It was going to take me 40 without the smart previews. And so even though you factor in, okay, I, it would take me 10 minutes to go through them all as fast as I can. It took me you know, roughly 10 minutes to generate the smart previews. That's 20 minutes total versus the 40 it would have taken. So even if you add the overhead of the time that it took to generate the smart previews, it's twice as fast. The culling is twice as fast. And that's huge. That's a big deal. That's big enough. I intend to use this in all of my workflows now. Whenever I do a photo shoot, even though I'm on a desktop, I'm going to go do the same trick. I'm going to import them in. I'm going to build the smart previews. And then I'm going to go and temporarily change the name of the folder so that Lightroom will use the smart previews. What Adobe needs to do is make it so that it uses the smart previews and calling always, or at least a preference. Say, say in preferences, use smart previews in library module. That would be awesome to have that. So Adobe, please do that. Please, 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 please do that so that I don't have to do this kludgy workaround to trick you into using smart previews. But there you go. That's that's the effect of smart previews can have is the calling. Now, it, it will extend into other areas too. So develop module, the sliders move faster. You You have less data that you're having to deal with. Lightroom looks so much better when it doesn't have to deal with a raw file. It works so much better when you don't have to have that. So the, all the sliders are working better. It's in it's in kind of a, a more native format. Adobe Lightroom just totally understands DNG files. It knows how to really scream through those. And it's going to make everything faster. But there's limitations. You can't do everything in Lightroom with uh, smart previews. But if your workflow 
you take it to the point where you've done most of your edits even in Lightroom, unless you have to zoom in a ton and see a lot of, of, of detail in your photo to do some of your edits, at the point where you need to do that work, yeah, you got to get back to your raw file. And I wouldn't think you'd want to go all the way through and do a full export and even send stuff over to a client on smart previews. You can for web for sure. 2540 on the pixel width is plenty of room for exporting for web because you'll probably want it less than that. But if you want to give a final delivery to a client at full resolution, yeah, you're going to have to go back and rename the folder back to the one Lightroom knows so that it can find it, use the raw files and, and do an export out at full resolution. Up until that point, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't try out using smart previews for all of your work in Lightroom. It will make Lightroom significantly faster. In fact, if you've been wondering about maybe I should do an SSD drive, Lightroom's just so slow. This is something you could try to do without upgrading your hardware it probably will change your experience significantly by using smart previews and forcing Lightroom to use them, even on your desktop. It's like you get a faster computer without having to do a whole lot extra. All right, there you go. That's my tip. That's how what I'm gonna say about smart previews. Oh, Frank's question. I almost forgot to address Frank's question. So his question was, okay, we've generated all these smart previews, which now everyone I hope is convinced has value. How do I get rid of them when I don't need them anymore? The way I've been able to see this work is by being in the library module. Whatever selection you have in the library module, if you're on a specific folder or you're in a specific collection, or if you have all folders, or sorry, all photos, all photographs selected, whatever your selection is, whatever you're, you're highlighting on that left panel, and if you go then to library, previews, and it's uh, discard all previews, then it's going to get rid of all the previews for whatever you've selected. If, if you've got a single folder, it's only gonna discard the previews for that folder. If you've got a collection, it's gonna discard them for that collection. If you've got all photographs, it's gonna discard all smart previews. So Frank, that might be what you wanna do. Get rid of all your previews by doing that. And the little dialog box will come up and saying, I'm gonna get rid of smart previews for this many photos. And you just say yes, and it wipes them out. So that's the simple, clean, easy way to do this. So that the workflow process then generally should be, you go build them for the folder of, of photos that you did. You use them to cull at least, maybe even do your develop stuff. Then you can reconnect your drive up or rename your drive, your folder back to, um, to what it needs to be so Lightroom can find the raw images. And then kind of when you're done with the photo shoot, then you go and do library previews, um, discard smart previews, and it will purge them for you. That should pro probably be the workflow process. And where I'm going to add it in, because I, I move them when I'm done editing the photos from my SSD drive to a slower drive inside my computer, then um, before I move those photos, I'll go discard the smart previews. That's just going to be my process now. I'll build the smart previews on import, rename the folder right after use Lightroom until I'm kind of done, reconnect the folder, rename the folder back so that Lightroom sees the raw files and do my exports or share with my client, all that kind of stuff. Go through the, the final edits one more time, make sure everything looks good. And then I'll probably discard the smart previews and move the photos off to slower drive. That'll be my rough workflow in Lightroom now. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope I convinced you to try out smart previews. I hope it was worth your time, even though it went a little long. 
And um, I also want to tell you to go check out the other episodes or the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. Portrait Sessions talks all about portrait photography. And uh, Tripod is travel uh, photography, uh, nature, wildlife photography. And then Improved Photography. I got the chance to host Improved Photography this last week, and it was really fun. So go check out those podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. Also, The Mothership, ImprovedPhotography.com. Tons of updates and articles, news, gear, photo tip articles. You've got to go check that out. It is the best way to improve your photography. Photo 